0: what's going on gamers it's your boy Diggs gaming welcome back to all functions gaming news and i have a few showcases to talk about tonight and i'm going to talk about silent hill first now if you are a fan of silent hill you have to be happy with what konami showed off now how they released it was a little weird because they didn't release it as a like a live stream or a premiere type thing they just released it as a regular youtube video Which was very strange, and I don't quite understand why they did that. It was so weird. Now, the big one is Silent Hill 2 Remake. And rightfully so. This is being done by Blooper Team, who did the medium. And also, they got some of the original crew to help out as well. That is really good to hear. And just looking at this game, oh my god, it looks absolutely amazing it's everything we see in the original silent hill 2 just taken to the max it's so creepy the graphics absolutely look amazing i love pyramid head design yeah this looks like it is going to be a good one it really does now there is playstation exclusivity when it first launches it's also launching on pc that's a little disappointing for gamers that play on xbox but I mean, you really have to be excited for this if you're a fan of Silent Hill, if you played Silent Hill 2 on the PlayStation 2, Xbox. Now, Silent Hill 2 remake was the big one, but there was some other stuff that was shown off. We are getting a new Silent Hill movie with the director of the original movie, uh, Christoph Hans, I believe that's his name. I'm hoping I said that right. And he's going to be returning as the director for this new movie, which is taking inspiration from Silent Hill 2, so... Yeah, that is pretty interesting. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, we all know the track record with video game movies, how they don't really live up to expectation. And then we have this immersive project called Silent Hill Ascension. And it's being done by a few developers. We have Bad Robot, Behavior Interactive, GenVet Technologies, and DJ2. So weird because I just don't really know how to explain this it it just seems like it's a game where you're working with your friends and you pretty much dictate what's going on in the story that's what i took away from this it looks like a very ambitious project i just don't know if it's going to work out i'll be honest i i i just do not know now we've also got two other games one is silent hill townfall that is being done by no code studios And being published by Annapurna. And the teaser was just absolutely brilliant. I loved it. I really did. Because it tells you everything you want to see. But nothing at all. And that's really what you want to see from a teaser. It's like it's so simple. But you have to go back and see if you have anything that you might have missed during the original viewing. It was just absolutely perfect. And... I can't wait to see more of this game because it really has piqued my interest. I love it when teaser trailers do that. When it shows you just enough to get you thinking, okay, what could this game be about? But it doesn't tell you straight out. You just have to wait for more information. And yeah, absolutely. I love the teaser. It it absolutely just did everything right with what I consider to be getting the hype started for a game. Absolutely perfect. And then we have Silent Hill F. Now, I was talking to KB about this. She thinks that F stands for flower. It's being done by Neil Bards. Okay, that was absolutely creepy. Might be the creepiest thing we saw from both the Silent Hill and the Resident Evil Showcase, which I will talk about later. Oh, my God. It, it, again, just the teaser for it. Absolutely amazing. So creepy. Everything you want to see from a Silent Hill game it had and again it was just a teaser we don't even know too much about it all right it's time to talk about the resident evil showcase and to start off village resident evil 7 resident evil 2 and 3 remakes are coming to nintendo cloud i believe that was announced or was a rumor but we knew that was coming and then Re Verse is going to be officially released on the 28th of october so just a few days And Resident Evil Village Gold Edition is also going to be released on the 28th as well. Now, the Gold Edition, that's going to have the Shadow of Rose DLC, the third-person mode, and more stuff coming to the multiplayer. And got some more information on the DLC. And, wow. I mean, it definitely looks exactly what you want to see from a DLC of a game like Resident Evil Village. Again, you're taking control of Ethan's daughter Rose as she's trying to take away her powers that she got from the last game. That's pretty much what's going on with the DLC. And it's going to be interesting to see how they close out the Winter's family story. That really is going to be. And again, the third-person mode, which I know Meliodas is excited about. He can't wait until that comes out. So just a few more days for those that are waiting for this. And then we got a new look at Four Remake and yeah this yeah this is exactly what we wanted to see from Four Remake. Now it does look like some aspects from the game have changed. It looks like, you know, some scenes that we might have been used to it looks like they were changed like the opening scene with the first the first creature reveal scene and yeah this definitely looks absolutely amazing. It looks absolutely scary. And what's interesting is we got to see more of the combat. And it looks like they've really expanded on what Leon can do from the original game. One thing is when you're going up against, what's his name? Dr. Savator, the guy with the chainsaw, you can actually deflect the chainsaw. You couldn't deflect the chainsaw in the other game. You had to duck out of the way or else you were going to get your head chopped off. Now you can actually go up against the chainsaw and defend yourself from it which absolutely i love that and then we also got looks at ada we got looks at some of the bosses we got look at ashley we got a look at Luis. this game is coming together really nicely it it absolutely is and i might be picking up this game i'm not a horror fan game but you know, at some point I gotta dip my hand in the Resident Evil series, and for remake looks like it's gonna be the perfect game to do that. All right, done with the showcases. Now we're gonna talk about the weird controversy that was going on with Bayonetta 3. Now Bayonetta's original voice actor Helena Taylor was in negotiation to return as the character for Bayonetta 3, but negotiations fell off, and Jennifer Hale uh, took over the role. Now, that's all well and fine. We've seen this happen before. It's disappointing because she was... She was the voice of Bayonetta. But then she released this video telling fans to boycott the game because she was only offered $4,000 to voice the character. That was interesting, and it brought up a conversation about how much voice actors are really paid uh, in the industry. But then we got word from bloomberg that that was not the case that platinum games was actually going to be paying between 3000 and 4000 per session There were going to be five sessions and not for the whole game taylor then asked for a six figure sum and platinum games declined that but taylor is sticking to her original version of sticking to her version of the story now what makes this rather interesting is the fact is we don't know what Jennifer Hale is being paid. We, we don't because she has a non-disclosure agreement and she released a statement talking about, you know, how she can't really reveal that again. It's a non-disclosure agreement. She's under contract. You can't really talk about that. Of course, platinum is sticking to their version of the story where it was not 4,000 for the whole game, where she was going to be paid per session. And really, you don't know who to believe on this. and, It's unbelievable how this story just has gotten some twists and turns to it. This really is a crazy one, if I'm being honest. You never really know what happens behind the scenes with a video game. And this is just one of the cases where you have a voice actor who was in negotiation to return and negotiations fell apart and then went public with this. And then the company that's making the game fires back it's interesting and really uh look into what can ha- how dark this industry can be just not just the video game industry but just the in- entertainment industry as a whole i mean it can be a dark place sometimes and it can get ugly next up todd howard reveals that starfield has over 250,000 lines of dialogue now that's big because Elder Scrolls V Skyrim had over 60,000 and Fallout 4 had over 111,000. That's a lot of lines of dialogue that Howard has revealed for Starfield. And again, I've talked about Starfield before in the past. There is a lot of things that need to be worked on with this game when we saw the gameplay reveal and I, it's, it's big for Bethesda because you're coming off Fallout 76 that... Really set you back. Just got bought by Microsoft. Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Those two games were PlayStation when they first came out. This is the really the first game that is going to set the tone for Xbox having Bethesda. This is really going to set the tone. And they have to get this game right. And I'm still concerned about this game. I still am. And when you have that many lines of dialogue... You really do get a sense of how big this game is. As Todd Howard has revealed, you're going to visit, I think he said, over a thousand planets. Or there's going to be over a thousand planets to explore in Starfield. And I know people don't like hearing this, but it does sound a lot like No Man's Sky. I know people say, well, it's pretty different from No Man's Sky. But it does sound a lot like what we heard about No Man's Sky. I'm going to be honest. We need to see more of this game and really get a sense of how it's going to perform. Next up, Rayman together on Twitter revealed that on August 2nd of this year, the Rayman trademark was officially registered. So, does that mean we're going to see some more Rayman coming up soon? We could. Remember, you can't file a trademark unless you're doing something with it. That's really how we figured out that there was something going on with both Crash and Spyro because the trademark kept getting renewed. You can only renew a trademark. I believe it's it's either four or five times before you have to show that you are doing something with the the property. And if you're filing the trademark, it means you definitely want to do something with this and you really have to do something with it. And with the Rayman trademark officially registered, looks like Ubisoft is going to return to the world of Rayman sooner than we think. Next up, a developer over at the indie studio Bossa, Ian McLaur has gone on record of saying that the Series S is holding back the next generation of consoles and that developers have been in meetings trying to get the Series S launch requirements dropped. He also went on to say that studios have been through one development cycle where Series S turned out to be basically a problem around the neck of production. And now games are firmly being developed with new consoles in mind. Teams do not want to repeat the process this was a response on Twitter where people were talking about the Series S. And now when the Series S was announced, we knew it was going to be a less powerful console than the Series X and the PlayStation 5. It's an entry-level console, as Xbox puts it. And there's been this debate of whether the Series S has been holding consoles back. And now we're hearing from a developer, one developer saying that it is holding games back and that developers want the launch requirements out of it there is going to be a debate on this. There will be a debate on this because you could see how, well, if it's not as powerful, you have to make sure that a game is going to run on it properly. And you do. You have to make sure a game is going to run on the Series S. You have to turn or make a game with the less powerful console with the the least powerful console in mind. And if that's the case then maybe the series s is holding games back however there are people that say well it doesn't really hinder uh the video game process or uh developing a video game and i don't know what to believe on that i you really need to see more evidence either one way or another but yeah it really got into this debate and then really what we started talking about what it looked I don't know if it led to this or what, but A Plague Tale Requiem and Gotham Knights, when they came out, it was announced that they were going to be running at 30 frames per second with no performance mode. So there was no way to get up to 60 frames per second. And this really launched a debate on Twitter of why this is the case. Why would you not have a game running at 60 frames per second? And then you have developers from multiple studios coming out and saying, it's not as easy as people think to get a game running on 60 frames per second. And not every game is going to be able to run on that. And then I was also uh, watching mystics channel when he was doing his let's talk PlayStation news with this uh, debate in mind. And he brought up a really good point that to get a game fully running developers might go away with some frame rate and knock down the frame rate just to make sure the game is running as well as it can. And again, it's just it's just something where maybe not all games are going to be able to run on 60 frames per second. And I understand the argument with, well, it's a new generation of consoles. They're more powerful. Why wouldn't you have games running at 60 frames per second? It just doesn't make sense. I understand that argument, but we don't know what happens with video game development we're not video game developers and we can't know what's going on there that's that's really the problem we just don't know what goes on when you're developing a video game and to be honest i couldn't tell the difference between 30 frames or 60 frames just by looking at a game i got to see comparisons really when you're talking about that i can never tell the difference if a game is running fine i'm gonna play it that's that's just my thing i really don't care about frame rates because i really don't notice them but i know people that really the frame rate is a big deal and there are people that have said they're not going to buy these games if they're only running at 30 frames per second i understand that but again we just don't know what goes on in the video game making process we really don't so we can't really say that it's lazy or it's a bad look if a game is not running at 60 frames per second next up the dual sense edge is coming out on january twenty sixth. pre-orders go live on the 25th of october so in just two days at the time of this recording and we finally got a look at the price it is going to cost 199 so 200 dollars for the DualSense edge and yeah, people were laughing at PlayStation because, of course, the Xbox Elite controller, I believe it's like $179.99, is cheaper than this one. And I have seen the debate about the two back buttons. Look, if look for pro controllers like this, I really don't care. I, I'd rather just stick to the regular DualSense. I don't need this DualSense Edge. But for those of you that are into pro controllers and are interested about the DualSense Edge, that is the information so pre pre orders go live on the 25th it's going to be officially released on January 26th and it's going to cost about $200 next up insomniac has given us an update on Spider-Man 2 now this came from someone on twitter who was saying that he was worried that Spider-Man 2 was not going to be coming out in 2023 and insomniac replied to him and said don't they are everything's going according to plan And they should be able to get this game out in 2023. And that there there are a lot of things that go into a trailer and showing off the game. So that's really, so that was their response. And it's good to hear that. And I'm not concerned about Spider Man 2 not coming out in 2023 because it's Insomniac. Insomniac has just been on a roll lately with getting their games out, getting them running beautifully, and really just showing what they can do when it comes to making a video game i mean insomniac they are my favorite developers and i cannot wait to see what they do with spider-man 2 and then we got something weird from xbox claiming that wolverine should be coming out next year now it's just coming from a list of games that they have coming out in 2023 and wolverine was listed as one of them and that's just confusing because thought it was already revealed that wolverine wasn't going to be coming out until at least 2024 So, now I'm really confused. Are they really going to be able to get Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 out in 2023? That would be interesting if that were the case. And we're just going to have to see what happens. But, yeah, this one was weird. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Callisto Protocol and Sonic Frontiers have officially gone gold. Now, Sonic Frontiers comes out first. It's coming out November 8th, one day before God of War Ragnarok. I still think that's not the best date to release the game, but... Uh, what you going to do? And then the Callisto Protocol is going to be coming out December 2nd. And Sir Meliodas and JoJo, they are so excited about this game. JoJo said it made his week when he found out that the Callisto Protocol had gone gold and was ready to be shipped. So yeah, two more games. And that would be in the last week, we've had, I think, three of the four biggest games remaining of the year. Because God of War Ragnarok was the other one that have gone gold and are ready to be shipped. And that that is really good to hear. It looks like we are really going to finish off the year strong with God of War Ragnarok, Callisto Protocol, Sonic Frontiers, and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That's the fourth one. So good to hear that these games are coming out on time. And I can't wait to see how these games perform and really just how they look overall. All right, guys. That was the gaming news for this week. As always, I'm Diggs Gaming, and I will see you guys next time.